I'm Kara, and welcome to the Purpose Driven Mom podcast. Here at A Purpose Driven Mom, I believe in parenting with intentionality, but remembering the grace that God gives us to make things new every single day. I know that mom life can be hard and stressful, and it sometimes feels out of control, but here at A Purpose Driven Mom, the goal is to help you create systems and routines to just feel less overwhelmed, more in control of your time, your parenting, your life, and have more joy in your home. Mom life is hard enough. Don't do it alone. Welcome to The Purpose Driven Mom Show. Welcome to the Purpose Driven Mom Show, episode 21. We're going to dive in today and talk about Christmas. I know, you're like, it's not even anywhere near Christmas. But I'm going to talk to you today about how you can start planning now to have a credit-free and a debt-free holiday season. Before we jump in, though, I do want to read the review of the week. Remember, if you're the reviewer of the week, I want you to send me an email at a mom at gmail.com. When you do so, I will give you instructions on how to find me during my private office hours, and we can go back and forth and talk about your goals. Thank you for everyone who's left a rating and a review. They mean so much to me. They allow other people to find the show, and they help us impact as many moms as possible. This week is NC Aragorn, and she says, it's a great podcast for any stage of your life. Kara has a great podcast. She gives great advice, and it doesn't matter if you have little kids, teenagers, or no kids. There is something for you here. Tiny habits, being intentional, organizing, budgeting, and she's got the advice for you. I just love that because that is my hope. I want to make sure that whether you are a mom or not a mom, you can get advice from this. Yes, I talk about things about parenting, and yes, I talk about things that include motherhood, but I just wanna make sure that these systems and routines that I give you tips on make your life better. And so thank you for your review, and anyone who leaves a review, please do so at the end of today's episode. We're gonna jump in and talk about how you can have a debt-free holiday season. Two years ago, we were facing the hardest Christmas holiday season of our lives. My husband is a school principal and he was going on month five of unemployment. That June, his school had completely closed down and it was almost all of our income. I had left teaching and I was making money with network marketing and if you know anything about network marketing, I had residual income coming in. I was working a few hours a week on Beachbody, but it was at that exact moment, right before he lost his job, where I decided to pivot and to work on creating A Purpose for Mom and my blog. I was eight months pregnant and had decided, let's make an entire life change. Are we good? And he was like, yeah, we're good. And then (laughs) a week later, his school was closing. We had to figure out what we were going to do. And in it, we had probably the hardest seven months of our marriage, that was the entirety of his unemployment. We were on unemployment, and in December, the unemployment had run out. So the only income we had was my blog, which at that point was making maybe $100 a month. I was still making money and income with Beachbody, but it it wasn't enough to pay all of our bills. We were on food stamps. We were getting Medicaid. We were um, going to get checks from WIC. We were getting anything we could to survive during that time. Luckily, we have a pretty good sense of how to budget. We have budgeted our entire marriage and our engagement, we were able to cash flow our wedding and pay off a lot of debt before I left teaching, which is one of the reasons I was able to leave teaching was because we had wound up paying off almost $60,000 in debt, which left us with less monthly bills, which meant that I can kind of go on this business venture. But at this point um, in our marriage two years ago, we were hitting Christmas time with $0, literally no money to get there. And I remember a lot of crying, a lot of feeling like I was a bad mom, feeling like I had let down my family, wondering should I go back to work. At this point, Isaiah was only 
three months old at that point yep three months old and on top of everything else I was struggling with postpartum anxiety and depression three months after he was born it hit me very hard and I would say November and December were the hardest of those months add on top of it the stress of no income fear of losing our house all of the things that you know you struggle with in your marriage having a newborn and then on top of it having no income things are pretty rocky my mental health had taken a massive hit and I just remember sitting and spending more time crying on the floor than anything else. I didn't feel capable of going back to work at that point. I didn't know what I was supposed to do and I just remember feeling angry with God. I thought I did something wrong. I didn't know where we were going to go from here. But we knew that we had the skills and abilities and that if we just put them to work, we would be able to get there. But it doesn't mean Christmas wasn't hard that year. My husband was struggling with his own issues um, and I felt like I kind of had to take a lot of it on and figure out how we would even have Christmas. And I remember in January, the week after Christmas, he had said to me, thank you, because if it wasn't for you, I was not in a good mental place. You know, imagine like five months already out of work, all that can do to a person. He said, I wasn't in a good spot. And if it wasn't for all that you had done, we wouldn't have had any sort of holiday at all. He's like, I wouldn't have done it. But how did I do it? Well, I had to take small moves every single day I had to make changes in our budget. We had to make sacrifices so that we could have any sort of holiday. It also meant that I had to get rid of my expectations about what Christmas should look like. I had to stop following certain people on social media. I had to um, get over comparing myself to them, feeling like they were better than me. I struggled. I remember looking at some moms on social media and they were taking their kids to all the fun events and Disney on ice and there's like a train over here, the Polar Express train and all the things that cost money. And I feel a little emotional about it, just thinking about it now, uh, planning on crying, but it made me feel awful. It made me feel like I had let my entire family down and that we wouldn't even have a, a good Christmas. And then I had to have a moment on my knees and I prayed and I thought, what can I do? How can I help move past my struggles with my mental health, move past our struggles with our finances and do this for my children? And so I was able to figure out a way for us to still get gifts for the kids. I was able to figure out a way to do holiday meals on a complete shoestring. We figured out how to do Christmas on food stamps and, and what that looked like in our family. And we decided to find activities that we could do that wouldn't break the bank, but allow us to enjoy each other and our time. So if you're maybe down and out right now and you're thinking about Christmas and you feel anxious and nervous and you think I can't even pay my bills right now like how are you supposed to do this that's why I want to have this conversation early because there's about 12 weeks to Christmas a little less at the time that this episode airs it is possible for you to start saving now creating a budget now so that you don't have to use your credit card at all I really recommend whether you make drastic or small changes to your budget for the holidays this year that you instead decide you're not going to use credit cards now we don't have any credit cards, so for us, <laughs> this isn't too tricky. It's paid for in cash or we don't get it at all. We have to figure it out. And that has actually allowed me to break the crutch that I had with credit cards. I used them for quote emergencies and I thought hundreds of dollars of Christmas gifts were an emergency. And Dave Ramsey says the best Christmas happens every year. It's not an emergency. It's predictable. You know that it's coming. So now it's up to you to save what you can, to create a budget, to start early, start now, so that when it comes to it, you're not stressed, you're not freaking out, you're not thinking, what are we gonna do? And then panicking and putting it on a credit card. Because what happens when you do that is then the year starts with you in more debt. And now might not be the best time to like, 
decide to go on a super strict budget because you want to spend things for the holidays and maybe you haven't saved in advance. But don't you want to start the year at least feeling like, all right, I still have some debt. Maybe I still have my credit cards. Um, Maybe I wasn't able to save what I could have because maybe the money you decided to save in October and November went to Christmas instead. But at least you have less debt and you're starting at a better place. So a cash holiday is possible. A debt-free holiday is something that you can do. I'm going to talk about a couple steps that you can take right now, two months early, to plan for the holidays. And you can use these steps for any event, for Thanksgiving, for whatever holiday is coming up. It is completely possible. It's it's how you would start and create a really great budget. And I do want to recommend that if you do need help with your budgeting, and I recommend if you do need extra help when we get off this call and something has sparked in you, I do have a masterclass series that I'm taking down off my website at the end of this week. It has three different ways you can save money for the holidays, and it comes with a PDF workbook that teaches you different ways to create a credit-free holiday. You will not be able to buy it after this week. This is the last week that I have it up there on my site. I will link it in the show notes at apurposedrivermom.com slash podcast 21, but I want to recommend that you go over and check it out now because it will go through three live classes that I did and teach you how to start creating this budget in even more depth. So what are the steps? What can you do now to create a credit-free holiday? The first thing I want you to do this week is to make a list of all the things that you're going to need. Put on a 15-minute timer. You know, I love my 15 minutes, right? What are the things that you need money for over the next few months? So you could look at this for Christmas, but you can also look at this for the entire holiday season. If, you know, this is, it's not even Halloween yet. Maybe you spend money on Halloween if you celebrate. There's Thanksgiving coming up. There's a lot of things that happen in the Christmas season. What are the things you need? Okay, so make a list. I use Trello. If you've been listening here for a bit, I'm sure you're not surprised at all. I like to make a chart in Trello. It allows me to be more organized, but you can just use paper. You can do sticky notes. You can put it in a notebook. Make the master list. Look at your calendar. What are the parties that are coming up? How much do you think you'll need for that? Really break it down. Okay, well, if I'm going to this holiday party at my spouse's job, I don't need anything, right? But maybe I'm going to a holiday party and it's at some gala and I need a new dress. You might want to write that down. Or if you're going to a place where you have a gift exchange or if you're going to a holiday party where you need to bring hostess gifts All those little things we don't think of, that's what goes on our credit cards often. Oh, I forgot that I should probably have a hostess gift for this party I'm going to, but I didn't save. I'm just gonna run into the store, grab this, and swipe my card. No, what you're gonna do is plan for it and save for it now so that swiping is not needed because what happens when you swipe last minute is you spend way more money than you would have if you could plan in advance. What are the gifts that you're gonna need to buy? Make a master list of all of the people. So we save money in our family by doing like a secret Santa with my husband's family, but with my family, everyone does buy one gift for every person. That can add up. With my kids, we do the four gift method. Um, I'll link a blog post, I have all about that, but they only get four gifts and a stocking. They get something they want, something they need, something to wear and something to read. That's what they're used to, they know it, and they don't expect a million gifts under the tree. And then we fill their stocking with a couple little things that they want. So I can budget for that because I write it down. So what are the gifts that you need to buy? Don't forget things like teacher's gifts. And like I mentioned, hostess gifts, neighbor's gifts. Now this might not be things you have to buy. You could DIY it and we'll talk about that in a second. But make that master list. 
What are the events? Over here we have a really cool light show that is coming up. It costs about $40 a car. It's through like this entire farm. But I do know, because I do research, that there is one night in the holiday season that the energy company in town pays for the first 500 people to go through. So you get to go for free. Well, you better believe that I am there with my family 20 minutes early so we can be one of the first 500 and get to do that for free. So start looking now. What are the events? What are the things? I want to take my kids so badly this year to Disney on Ice. I'm going to start looking now for Groupons and things like that so that I can save the most. All right. So I can um, create a plan and get a discount. And, and this is how it works in social media. If you click one thing in Facebook, I mean, heck, if you say it, <laughs> Facebook somehow knows you said it in your house, you're going to start seeing ads for Disney on Ice. Because let me tell you, I typed in Disney on Ice on the Internet. I was on Groupon. I tried to look for a thing. I go right to Facebook 20 minutes later. Guess what? Codes for Disney on Ice. Now I'm on my Instagram. Codes for Disney on Ice. That is how marketing is working nowadays. And you might find it annoying, but I find it really helpful because I know that if I want to see more of an ad or I want to see if I can get a better discount, I'll click on an ad that comes up on Facebook. I'm like, cool, I know that Facebook's going to show me more of this so I can go get it later. And that helps now. Start to write your master list down. Now, this could take a while. So again, put on a timer, create the big list, and look back at your calendar from last year. What were the things that you did? What were the things you need to save on? That's actually step two. Not only should you look back at last year so that you can see what events came up, but you might also want to look back at last year to figure out how much you spent. Now, this can be a little bit challenging if you didn't keep a good record. So I do recommend start this year differently so you can plan for next year. Keep every receipt this year that you spend on the holidays. So let's just look at Halloween since it's the next holiday. Everything you spend for Halloween, maybe you buy your kids a costume, maybe you buy candy, you do a trunk or treat, you have to decorate, whatever you're choosing to spend, save your receipts. What you're gonna do is at the end of the month, add your receipts up for that holiday, divide it by 11, so not counting that month, and that's how much you start saving in November for Halloween 2020. I know that could sound a little crazy, but if you do it that way, then you're only saving three, five, ten dollars a month at the most, and it's such a little amount. It's so easy. I just did this for back to school. There was a, a camping trip that we just came back from for our church. Me and my oldest went together, so I knew how much it was going to cost. This was our first year going, so I didn't have it in my budget, but I know now for next year. So what I did was I added up how much it cost for the two of us to go, any spending money if we needed to buy anything, and I'm dividing it by 11. So now that it's October, I need to save $25 a month so that by next September, and it's time to pay for us to go, granted there could be a little inflation on the price, but I have most of the money already done. I'm not scrambling, I'm not putting on a credit card, I don't have to miss a bill, because I mean, it costs like almost $350, right, for us both to go. I, I would have to miss a bill if I hadn't budgeted for it. or put it on my credit card. So that's what I did in September. This year, save all your receipts so that next year when you go through this process, maybe you'll re-listen to this podcast again about the same time or I'll make a new one for you, you have your receipts. Now, I don't recommend that you save the paper receipts for very long. If you know anything about me, you know I don't like paper clutter. So you could take pictures of them, you can put them in Trello, save them on a card, or you can even just make a list. What did you spend? Where did you um, spend it? I do this for like my groceries so I can check and see how I'm spending. This way you can plan for next year. If you can, if you can look back at last year, look into your credit cards or your debit cards or any statements you have, just get a ballpark around what did you spend. It doesn't have to be perfect. This allows you to create a budget. 
Then what I want you to do is decrease it. If you know that you spent um, $1,000 last year on Christmas gifts, well, if you're gonna budget, I bet you can do better. You don't have to decrease it by a ton. This is how I recommend people start decreasing their grocery budget as well. I do $100 per week in our family. That's how much we spend on groceries. It has like $20 per person that lives in your family per week. That's how we look at it. But if you started spending $800 a month on groceries, I'm not gonna tell you to cut down to 400 right away. I'm gonna say, can you cut down by $50? Can you cut down by $20? And each week you cut down until you get to a place where you're comfortable. Same with this. If you were spending $100 a person on Christmas gifts, and you wanna create a little bit of a budget, well this year, can you spend $90 per person and see how that goes? Can you spend a little less? Find your comfort zone, okay? That's how you're gonna start creating a budget for it. And again, once you've created the budget this year, it will make next year a million times easier, I promise, all right? So save the receipts this year for any event that happens in your month that is outside of your normal spending. We did the same thing in the summer with the pool. I said, husband, save all your receipts for the pool. At the end of the summer, let's add it up, divide, so we can save for the pool for next year. Because we didn't do that this year. And that's something that's out of our normal budgeting, okay? So this year, you can do better. It's, what is it saying? You know, you know better, you do better. You can do better this year. But for now, look back at last year. What were the events you attended? What are the things that you want to do? Where did you spend your money? How much did you spend? Then you can start to actually create the budgets. You can say, this is how much you need and this is how you're gonna get there. I'm so excited to introduce you to today's sponsor, the Mamas Talk Money Summit. Listen, we talk about everything, right? We talk about pregnancy and birth stories and those weird things our kids are doing, but when was the last time you actually sat down with a friend and talked about money? It's important that we sit and talk about money with each other. It impacts all the areas of our lives, how we parent, how we relax, how we work, how we think of our own self-worth, I'm pretty obsessed with talking about my own budgeting journey, and I'm excited that there is now a free online conference for moms who wanna do the same thing. Let's start opening up about how money is affecting our parenthood and our financial lives. It shouldn't be this taboo subject that we don't talk about. It's time to start that conversation. That's why I'm so excited to share with you the Mamas Talk Money free online summit. I love to talk all things personal growth. I love financings and I love just growing as a person. And I'm excited to get you a free ticket for my listeners today. This online summit is going to cover things like getting out of debt when your spouse isn't on board and what you can actually do to start estate planning, how you can earn passion income and design your ideal life, as well as how you can teach kids of all ages about money and so many more things. 40 plus speakers, all about things that moms need to know about money. The stigma that talking about money is bad or weird or scary, it ends now. It's time to become a fierce financial mama. So get a cup of coffee and join in the conversation. If you go to a apurposedrivermom.com slash mamas talk money, you can get on the wait list or depending on when you're listening to this, get your ticket now before the event kicks off on the 21st of October. I hope you choose to join in. I know I can't wait to watch everything there. So again, a apurposedrivermom.com slash mamas talk money. Now, you need to have a plan. That's your next step, step three. You need to know how much you're gonna need for the next couple months and then each week. Because we're kind of in crunch time with the holiday season if you haven't started this, and that's again, you might be laughing when you saw the title of this, like it's only October, Kara, like why are we talking about this now? Because if you haven't started budgeting and planning now, it's gonna be a rude awakening in December if you start and that's when the credit card comes out. You set yourself up for failure when you don't take the time to plan in advance, okay? 
So determine the money that you're going to need. So let's do easy math. I need, um, I have 10 weeks to save everything I need and I need $1,000. So say you've added everything up, you've decided that between the Christmas events, the Christmas parties, the Christmas gifts, all of the things cost $1,000. Um, and that might be a huge amount to you right now, that might be a little amount to you. It's all relative, but let's just do that for some easy math right now. And I have 10 weeks to do it. Now it's time to do the math. 1,000 divided by 10 is 100. I need to save $100 every single week from now until the time I needed it at Christmas so that I don't have to use my credit card. All right, that's a little bit less scary than $1,000. Now, $100 a week is kind of a lot. So if you're sitting there going, uh, $100 a week here, like, what do you mean? Well, then my question to you is, can you decrease the amount you need? If you think that $50 a week is more doable, well, then maybe your budget for Christmas is $500, okay? So you need to look at it twofold. How much you were spending, what can you decrease by so that you don't spend as much, and what's reasonable for you to save in cash? If I said $100 a week and you were like, oh, that's nothing, well, okay, cool. Keep with your budget. But if you were like, I can't do that, and if I had to do that, I might have to use my credit card, well, then you need to decrease your budget. You need to spend less for the holidays, all right? So let's do $500. So you're like, all right, $50. That's a lot more doable. I can create and find $50. And that's the mindset you need. And I'm going to link in the show notes at apurposedrivermom.com slash podcast21. I'm going to link some activities and blog posts I have about how to change your money mindset. I've been doing a lot of money mindset work recently. And during this entire two years that we've had unemployment, and then if you've ever had a long stint of unemployment, you know that there is debt that comes with that because we got back into credit card debt. I'm not like proud to admit it, but we couldn't pay our bills. And the only way we could pay them was to put them on our cards. So we had to max out our cards again, which after two years of not having credit card debt, hurt. <laughs> Who did it hurt? And after four years of not having a car note, our car broke down in the middle of all this and we had to get another car. And then our tenants moved out, like all the things happened. So yeah, we got back into debt. But having a plan allowed us to at least feel in control a little bit more. And I hope that it does it for you too. So what's the plan? Like, how are you going to get this $50? Where is this $50 going to come from? You just need to start changing your mindset in that way. The money's going to come and I'm going to figure it out. I always say like God will provide. During this time of unemployment, we tithed 10% every week on unemployment. It was like 300 bucks a month. I'm like, here's your 30 bucks, God, take it. At least I can keep 270, right? Like you you need to be faithful with your, with your income and uh, know that it will happen. It may not happen on our timeline. It may not happen the way we want it to. You might have to make more sacrifices than you'd like right now. But if you create a budget, you are being a good steward of your finance and God will reward and bless that on his own time, in his own way. <laughs> so we've done a couple things. You've looked at last year, you've created your master list of events, you've divided up. Now you know your weekly saving amount. It's time to make a plan. You need a plan of how you are gonna create this money. So the first thing I'm gonna say is, where can you save money right now? That is the first thing. So I want you to look at your finances. If you don't already have a budget, I'm really gonna encourage you to go to the show notes and grab that masterclass I have. It comes with my budgeting spreadsheet before it goes away. You need to create a budget. Print out your last couple bank statements, highlight things, okay? Where can you save money? You probably know, honestly, off the top of your head. If I was like, where can you save money right now? You know how often you go to Starbucks. You know how many Target runs you make. You know that you eat out. X amount of times, right? But if you don't know, 
or you're curious for the numbers. And this is what we did when we started our debt-free journey years ago. We had left a conference and this is what they recommended to do. So we printed our statements out, we highlighted everything, and we found almost $400 in money that we were spending extra. Subscriptions, mindless spending, goodness, so much on eating out, like it was insane. So we changed some things that we were doing and we were able to pay off our debt so much faster that way. The average family can find $400, did you know that? So if you really look at your budget, if you've never done this before, it's gonna be eye-opening. Take some highlighters to that bad boy, just like the purple is for eating out and green is for the kids and yellow is for clothes. You'll see where your money's going. If you're sitting there like, I don't know, Kara. Even us, we are on a tight budget. Like we do not have a uh, spending problem, right? We have like an income problem. Like we are not spenders. We rarely eat out. We aren't buying clothes. Like we really do not buy a lot of things. But even us, I can find places we've gotten sloppy in our budget. So you can as well. So think, where can I save money? That's the first place you're gonna go. And I want you to make it into a game. If you've decided $50 a week is what you need to save from now till the holidays, and if you want a savings chart, I have one that's set for $300 a week. It's already made for you. You can grab it at the show notes. But let's work with this 50. I know that if I don't go and get coffee every week, I can save $10. So what I want you to do then is instead of going to the Starbucks and getting the coffee for $10, take that $10 out in cash and put it in an envelope. I'm gonna link some of my very favorite cash envelopes from uh, my friend Joyce at State, My Stay at Home Adventures. She's got all these really cute printable cash envelopes. I'm gonna link them, and they're the ones that we use in my home as well. But I want you to put them out in cash. Do not leave it in your account. If you leave it in your account, you will spend it. That is why we do cash budgeting. When the money stays in your debit, it is so much easier to swipe. Cash lets you teach your children. It lets you physically like, there's something about the pain of handing the money over that our brains don't like. And psychologically, cash budgeting is better for that exact reason. So if you know that you were spending in September $10 a week on coffee, take the $10 every single week out in cash and put it in that envelope. Oh, looky there, you've already got 40 of your $50 just because you gave up the coffee. If you knew that your family goes out to eat every single Friday, that costs $60 for us, like depending on when we go, that's it. I mean, if we go to like Chick-fil-A, it might be like $25. Say we cut out our Chick-fil-A um, from now until Christmas so that we can save for what we needed. There's another $25 a month, okay? So look at where you can save. Now, if you have a tight budget already, maybe you're struggling to pay bills, maybe you've already been on this journey and you're like, Kara, I don't even know where I can save. Then I'm gonna say, well, are there budgets you have that you can pull from? Every pay, I take out money for different budgets, including like groceries, clothing, medical. We save for all the things that might pop up. So I have all these envelopes, they've got cash in them, I save every month for them. So it's $25 a month for medical. Um, I do put aside $25 a month for clothes. We don't use it, it's not saying every month we buy $25 worth of clothes, but I added up how much we spent in 2018 on clothes, divided it up by 12, and said, great, this is how much we spend. So that this way, when things pop up, for back to school clothes, for example, I've got like a couple hundred dollars or a hundred dollars that I've already saved that we know we can use. So if you're looking at your budget and you're like, I don't have anywhere I can save. We don't eat out. We're not buying things at the Target dollar spot. I'm not excessively buying like random toys for my kid at the dollar store every time we go, like all those little things. The next question is like, can you take from one of your current budgets? So let's go back to the $1,000 we need for the holidays because we'll do 100. You went through, you found $50 in places you were spending money, eating out, um, coffee, whatever. You've put that aside. So now you have $50 that you've been able to create. Now you're like, I need to create 50 more dollars. 
This is where you can maybe borrow from a budget. Can I take, instead of $25 every month, I'm gonna take $5, I'm gonna take $5 off. I'm gonna only save $20 for clothing. Or can I take $5 from my grocery budget this month and put it in? So maybe that creates another $20. So yes, do you have to make some sacrifices on maybe things you've been saving for in other areas? Sure, but that's created another $20. Okay, so what budgets can I pull from? Then, after you've saved, you've decided you're gonna change some budgeting things, maybe you have $70 and you know you need 30 more dollars every single month in order to hit your goals and not have to use your credit card for the holidays. After you've saved, then you create and you make money. So I'm gonna share a couple things that I have done in the past to make extra money from home. As a mom who has three kids um, and I'm running my own business and the different things that I've done that are completely legit and they actually work besides like filling out surveys for pennies. First thing I'm gonna suggest is you sell things. We have too much stuff as people and we are gonna get more things when Christmas gifts come in. So I always recommend selling first. I love to sell on the Facebook Marketplace. I'll link a blog post I wrote about like the best ways to sell in the Marketplace. I think we often just price things way too high. You wanna price your things to sell. Go through and look at your house like it's a game. Like, what can I sell? When we were struggling for Christmas gifts, I sold everything. Like, I think my kids thought I was gonna sell them. I'm like, what can I, I would look around the house like, what can I sell? What can I sell? What can I, like, we got rid of everything. I found someone who was opening up a mobile library and they bought, I, and I had hundreds of books and I didn't want to part with my books, but at the moment I needed it. So we sold so many books, but it was enough to make almost $100 to pay for groceries that week or Christmas gifts or whatever we needed. So look at the things you can sell. Kids stuff goes well, especially now, clothing, toys, etc. We sold DVDs. I was able to sell um, DVDs at FYE. I don't know if you have one of those near you. They will buy them back. So I sold like 10 DVD series uh, and I made 10 bucks. And while that's not what I paid for them and while it's not as much as I wanted to sell, they weren't selling on the Facebook Marketplace. FYE bought them for $10 and I was able to use that $10 gift card to buy a gift for one of my kids. Okay, so you have to start thinking out of the box. You can sell things that's, I would say, the easiest way. It's cold where I live, so I wouldn't have a yard sale, but I would sell it on the marketplace. I also did some secret shopping and I will link to the companies I worked with. There were two that I worked with that were legit and it wasn't a ton of money, but it was actually kind of fun and it added up. You have to change your mindset that every dollar matters. So I lived by a movie theater and I would get a call to go in and secret shop at the movies. I would go in and spend 10 minutes checking to make sure they had the posters up that they were supposed to have. And I got paid $10 for it for 10 minutes. That's such a good rate, right? Like you have to look at it that way. Sometimes I would go in and do audience reactions and you have to watch the movie for like the previews and see how long it takes before they laugh during a preview. You have to tell them you don't get to like see the movie for free, but you know, it was like kind of fun. And I guess I was making $10 here or there, but that $10 went into my PayPal. And that $10, instead of going into my account, went right into my Christmas savings fund. I also got to do it at like restaurants and that was cool because we did get to eat out and they would reimburse the eating out. I live by a casino. The casino ones would pay almost $200 sometimes. I would have to spend like four hours at the casino, but those ones worked because my husband was home and I was allowed to go by myself. And then afterwards you do the paperwork for it. Some of them, like I mentioned, paid me $12 here or there, but you have to change your mindset that $12 here or there will add up. And when you know the number you're shooting for, then $10 is gold, right? Like $10 isn't, oh, it's just $10. 
$10 is, this is amazing. This $10 is gonna go towards this month's saving, which is gonna go to pay for the teacher gifts, is gonna go towards this thing my son wants, is gonna go towards us going on that Polar Express train. You have to make it so concrete because otherwise it's just $10 that you throw away, that you scrunch up, that you forget in your pants pocket, okay? If you are really looking to budget and save, change your mindset that every dollar matters. You can also get a side job, which is exactly what I did. Uh, I've been almost a year now working at Barnes & Noble. I started actually after the holidays. I found a job that I could get. They were really flexible. I go in at 6 p.m. and my husband gets home from work. I work on the weekends. Is it hard right now to not get to see my family on the weekends? Yeah, completely. Me and my husband are a little bit of a passing ship. But you can get side jobs that work around your schedule as a busy mom. Many stores are 24 hours, CVS, Rite Aid, Walmart. Sometimes we have to kind of like put our pride to the side and do what's best for our family, even if it's a short season. And now that it's seasonal hiring, companies are more willing to take on like different hours that are at night. They need more people for a short term. So if you can just say like, I'm doing this for the short term. My husband, he took a job delivering the newspapers. He did that for almost six months. He had to get up at 2 a.m. No, I think he did it actually for almost a year. And he had to get up at 2 a.m to deliver the newspapers, but he wound up making a lot of money, people tipped at Christmas time, and it was such a blessing to our family. So there are things you can do. You can get job doing virtual assistant work. There are so many people that work in digital marketing, like I do, that could use someone to help them with their social media, to transcribe their podcast, to you know interact in their Facebook groups. So virtual assistant work is out there. You could even go into brick and mortar stores. Maybe there are shops that are by your house and ask them, hey, are you looking for any help with any virtual assistant work? I have kids, so I have to work from home. But if you're looking for someone to post on your Facebook, I'm willing to do that, this is my hourly rate. And there's a lot of money in that. The other thing I do recommend is referral marketing. I do that a lot, it's also called affiliate marketing, where you would promote a product and make a commission. So for example, students of my course are able to share my course with other people. If someone buys through their specific link, they make a 40% commission and I send them money. It's a great way to make money for the holidays. You can look and find programs that you already like. So if you find that you're talking about something all the time, all you do is go to Google and you could search, like I love Melissa and Doug, like the toys, I talk about them a lot. I could go to Google and search Melissa and Doug affiliate program or referral program and see if they offer a commission. Sometimes they don't. So for example, Plum Paper, it's my very favorite planner. I talk about it all the time. They don't have a paid commission program, but they do have where you get gift cards and discounts. So I recommend Plum Paper if some, because I love it, not because I'm trying to like make money, but because I love it. People buy from that planner I get a $10 gift card to their store, which is like money for me because I'm gonna buy a planner anyway. Start to think outside the box that way. What you can also do to work on your Christmas budget now is start to look for deals, okay? Go onto websites that you're planning on shopping at. If you know that the Children's Place has a great deal and you wanna buy something from the Children's Place, go to their website now. I recommend like creating a separate email for this. Sign up for the pop-up that comes on. They're gonna send you a coupon. Now they do this on purpose. They'll say they'll send you a coupon, but they don't do it for like a day. <laughs> and they do this because they want you to just buy while you're on the site. So if you know that in two weeks, you're gonna go to the children's place to go buy your kids Christmas jammies, then you're gonna sign up now because at some point you're gonna get a coupon in the next couple of weeks that you can use. So do it in advance now. Start looking for the good deals. The benefit of doing a budget for the holidays early is that you can shop year round. So I buy Christmas gifts all year round. I have a whole closet full of them already, I'm pretty much almost done. But if you aren't saving in advance and you don't have a gift budget, then you're gonna have to take it from another place and you can't get the best possible deals. 
You can also stock up on holiday cooking things. So the way coupons work, it's very seasonal. So right around like the week before Thanksgiving, all the baking stuff's gonna go on sale at the local grocery stores. So if you've already made a list and you know that you go to X amount of cookie parties and may need to make seven dozen cookies between now and December and need X amount of cups of flour, like you've planned it in advance, like I mentioned in step one, well then when flour's on sale and there's a super coupon for 49 cents a five pound bag or whatever the deal is, you can stock up now because it's not gonna go bad and then instead you're not paying full price. Now maybe you're laughing and like flour's $1.99, it's not a big deal. But if you know that you're gonna be buying five bags and you can save a dollar on each bag, well that's five dollars you can save, that's five dollars less that you have to sell, that's five dollars less that you have to budget in a different area. You have to change your mindset about throwing little dollars away because they matter. Little dollars matter, big dollars matter. Every dollar matters when you're smart and a good steward with your money. And right now, you can start looking for clearances, sale items. You don't have to go out on Black Friday to get a really great deal. Lots of places have clearance items. And then another just advanced tip is that at the end of the season, buy your stuff on clearance. Target has all of their wrapping paper for 90% off. If you wait a couple days, buy the wrapping paper now and you will have it for next year. There's no need to spend full price. I also recommend that you create a tracking place like Trello if you are shopping in advance so that you don't forget. This way you're like, oh, this is how much I spent here. Oh, this is the gift I've already bought. It's in this closet because that's happens to me sometimes where I'll buy gifts in advance and I forget where I put them <laughs> and then I have to buy something else and then I find it later. Like I remember losing a $25 gift card last year and I was so irritated at myself because I had to buy a new one and lo and behold, three weeks later, look what I found. You know, so make a list of where you're hiding things, where you're keeping things and make a really good list this year. And that's why I want to talk about it now so that next year you can be ahead of the game. Next year when I'm talking about these things, you're like, I already know. I've already got this budget. I've already saved all my receipts for Halloween, for Thanksgiving. I know how much that cookie exchange is gonna cost or how many teacher gifts I need to buy or what the average price was for this or this event that popped up that I forgot about. Be creative this holiday. Check out consignments. Check out trading gifts with other people. Check out the Facebook Marketplace. DIY things. You know, don't feel like you have to get a million things or do a million events to have an amazing Christmas and holiday season this year. Remember that it's actually about the family and the memories, and that's what's important. If these tips helped, I want you to go to apurposefulmom.com slash podcast21. Check out the show notes. I've got a lot of links. I've got the links to those budgeting series that I'm taking off my website for good. They will not be up anymore at the end of this week. If you need some more help getting started with budgeting, and if you start to do this today, tag me on Instagram at mom. I love to see it. If you have any other questions, reach out. Thank you so much for your time, and have a great holiday season. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope that you were able to get some tips to just parent with more intentionality. Make sure you head over to Facebook and join our private Facebook community group. Just search A Purpose Driven Mom and it'll come up. You can also go to apurposedrivenmom.com slash podcast and you will have access to every single podcast, all the show notes, all the links, all the freebies and all the goodies that I have for you. Thank you again for being a part of the community and I would love and appreciate it if you head over and gave a five-star rating and review. It allows us to find other purpose-driven moms, have an impact on them, and I would love to feature you as the reviewer of the week. Thanks again, and have an amazing day.